Oh boy. Anyway. Hi, Johnny. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm still sick. I don't feel great. Your voice sounds a little higher than the last time we recorded. Why? Well, I, I was uh, sucking on some helium balloons. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, it is perfect. It feels it feels great. Um, how many balloons did it take to get to this 12. level? Twelve. <laughs> yeah. Well, yet you uh, you still sound deeper than your normal voice. So you must have been extremely deep. They were super small balloons, so. That's cheaper that way. Yeah, like five cents a piece. It's, it's a good deal. Amazon, click and subscribe. My doctor gave them to me. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, he's a great doctor. He gives me a lot of stuff that you wouldn't expect a doctor to give you. Back rubs. I have no expectations on what my doctor should give me on that. Have you ever been to a doctor? I thought you were uh, some sort of weird religion. Uh, the one thing my doctor did give me was no diagnosis on my kidney stone for one year. Uh-oh. Which was pretty cool. Yeah. Did you, uh, was your doctor a, a man or a lady? It was, well, there was two. My uh, my general doctor is a man. My urologist is a woman. Is that because you felt strange having a man investigate your urology area? No, it was just um, it was just how it happened. Um, I'm with Kaiser, so uh, your family doctor is like the gatekeeper to the the experts, and so he ran a bunch of tests to try and figure out uh, where the pain was coming from for a while, but he couldn't figure it out. Um, but then he referred me to a urologist who happened to be a woman, and she was great. But then she went on maternity leave. Oh, boy. So then then who'd you get? And then I had to see a male urologist who was the head of the department, but was probably in his 70s and was jaded and did not give about anything. And he just waved me away with some ibuprofen. <laughs> uh oh. And then, of course, I had all of the drama in the UK with my family. And then I was back there for eight months, uh, also in in agony with this pain. So both uh, emotional and physical agony. Uh, yeah, in my kidneys. All of my emotions and my pain were in my kidneys. Anyway, when I finally got back to California, the good urologist was back from maternity leave. Oh, nice. And I talked about my symptoms with her, and then she was like, yes, it must be a kidney stone. Let's get you into surgery. Um. Did you ever see that the head of the department who had just given you ibuprofen again? No, but I dislike him. Yeah, it sounds like he was uh, negligent. I had I had an old dentist once, and uh, he put on he put on his rubber gloves, and I told him that they smelled strange, and he smelled them, and he said, "Oh yeah, they do smell strange," and then he just kept using them. <laughs> and when I say strange, not like they'd been used before; it wasn't like a bodily odor to them. It was just a weird chemical odor. Right. But he was, un he was unfazed by it. But you've smelled a lot of rubber gloves um, in your life, so you knew that these did not smell like a typical pair of gloves. Tons. Yeah, I was like, this is not what these are supposed to smell like. 
Um, it sounds like you were the expert in the room at that point. Um, the expert about rubber gloves, yes. You weren't willing to do your own dental work? I was willing to. <laughs> like, that's what it came to, you know. Yeah, yeah, they don't normally allow it. No, they, they frown on that. Hands off the equipment. Yeah. Um, what nicknames do you have? <laughs> they're, not, they're, not, they're not to be shared with the public. Is Johnny a fun nickname? Uh, Johnny's fine. That's like an, like an average, yeah. Yeah, that is my preferred nickname for you. Uh, what is your preferred nickname for yourself? Is it, is it Russell spelled like muscle? Um, I try to force nicknames onto people through my email signoffs. And I sometimes spell Russell like muscle. My favorite third person nickname is Russy. Um, and I think that started off where I was just, um, I guess, was making fun of other people that talk about themselves in the third person. Right. But not, not anymore. You're no longer making fun of them. No, it's, it's a real thing. <laughs> it's stuck. I mean, in general, I wish that people would talk to me and about me with more affection and warmth. And a nickname is a signifier of that. I think if you were a more affectionate and warmer person, that might happen. Right. It's, it's very hard to push. Yeah, like most people just address me by my full name. Mr. Russell Quinn. Mr. Russell Richard Quinn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so one of my nicknames, I'll tell you, I was going to save this for uh, one of our stories that could possibly be a lie. Uh, but then I wasn't sure if you knew it or not yet. So I'll just tell you now and you'll know that it's not a, not a lie. Uh, Johnny Bumperhead uh, is a nickname that my brothers gave me. And uh, the, the part that I was going to tell you was going to be a, a, possibly a lie is that I tried to legally change my name to Johnny Bumperhead. <laughs> Wait, I'm in this section of the show. Um, are we allowed to lie? Uh, it seems, I mean, it seems like since we're just speaking as friends, we would just be lying to each other if we did that. So no, it's not a lie. Okay. I mean, that could be a lie too, but sure, go on. Sure. So uh, you legally tried to change your name to Johnny Bumperhead. Yep. I filed uh, with the probate court. I filed the paperwork. Um, I paid them. You had to pay 50 bucks for like the court filing fee. And then they have to run an ad in the paper. Uh, and that costs like 50 bucks. Uh, and so it was like $100 that I paid. And then I met with the judge. Uh, and he sat down and, and my understanding was that he was there to make sure I wasn't like avoiding creditors or doing something, you know, scandalous. Um, but he, he denied the claim on the grounds that the name was too whimsical. Was too whimsical? Yeah. Like that was the legal definition. His legal ruling was too whimsical. I mean, that's his, I think I probably could have fought it or something, but, uh, I don't know that he's really allowed to make that, uh, distinction. Right, that seems like a very arbitrary judgment. Yeah, it was just his own personal opinion. Uh, so he denied it. I was pretty pissed off at him. Were you being whimsical in court? Uh, it wasn't court so much as just like a room with a table in it. Right, but um, but did you turn up for the hearing in like a court jester outfit? Uh, were you clowning around? Uh, no. I mean, you went there with like a very serious demeanor. Yeah, and I explained the reason why I wanted to change it, and you know, he just saw right through you. He did, and a lot of people asked me, you know, am I glad that he didn't let me do it because now my name would be Johnny Bumperhead. Uh, Wait, Tony Bumperhead or Johnny Bumperhead? Oh, Johnny, 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 not Tony. Wait, you you just said Tony? <laughs> <laughs> I think because I'm sick, it sounds like I said Tony. Uh, 
<laughs> this is definitely a lie. I mean, the, the tapes will speak for themselves, but you said Tony. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so I don't, I don't think that now as a, as a grown adult, I would want my name to be Johnny Bumperhead, but I could always just change it back. Oh, you can do that? You can just go back to a previous name? I mean, you got to change your name the same way you did the first time. Right. Um, but I assume that there was a list, like a strike-off list, and any previous name that you used, you couldn't use. Uh, I don't think that's how it works. I've never tried, though. Well, um, uh, you skipped the section of the story of why you wanted to change your name. Uh, You said that your brothers used to call you that, but you didn't say why. Yeah, they called me that. It became a nickname. I thought it was nice. I thought it was funny. I thought, why not? Uh, Did you want to disavow or disown your family? Did I? What was the question? Well, the section of your name that you were changing was your family name. Were you doing it as a move to try and disown your family? Oh, no. I had changed my family name once before already, from my dad's name to my mom's name. And that was, uh, I don't really know why I did that. I was pretty young. I think I wanted to like carry on my mom's name, family name, you know? Did your brothers do that too? No, we have different last names. Oh. Yeah. I did not know that. Now you do. Well, let's back up even more. <laughs> okay. Uh, why? Uh, why were you called Bumperhead? <laughs> oh, there's no real reason for it. Uh, we, you know, I had a bedroom at my mom's house, a bedroom at my dad's house, and uh, the one at my dad's house I didn't use very often because I lived mostly with my mom, and so that so my my bedroom at my dad's house was really dusty, and uh, my brother was there and he walked past the room. He looked in and he saw like a layer of dust on the uh, dresser, so he just wrote in the dust Johnny Bumperhead for no real reason. Uh, it just popped into his head, and then, then it stuck. I mean, that is all it takes for you to then pursue um, a legal changing of name. Yeah, I'll change my name to anything. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, the next time that I'm at your house and it's dusty, I have free reign to rewrite your name to whatever I need it to be. Yeah, I'm legally obligated to, to change it to whatever ends up in dust. Or lose $100 each time. Either way. I have so many questions for you, but it seems like you're completely uninterested in me. <laughs> True or false? <laughs> uh russell have you ever changed your name uh no okay moving on uh a a bird pooped on me this morning uh hey russell have any birds pooped on you today yes one only Mm -hmm. one well the day's young well there were there were two patches on my jacket so maybe it was two have any other animals pooped on you today today not not poops of a size uh, that I could identify with my eyes. What are all the animals in your life that have pooped on you? And humans count as animals. That have pooped on me or that I um, have stumbled into their poops? No, they pooped on you. Pooped on me. I guess only birds. Is it? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if I've walked toward the back end of a horse at any point. <laughs> don't think so. What about like I had a pet mouse once and he would he would get uh, little tiny poops come out all the time. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, my only pets that I had were goldfish. Yeah. So Do goldfish poop? They must. Yeah, they're, uh, they're long and stringy. Oh, you know what? Yeah, we had a fish. I've seen that happen. But yeah, but otherwise, I think just birds. I might don't think that I've had any bird poop on me for years. I feel like it's one of those things that happens mostly when you're a kid. Right. Most poop things, like stepping in, um, in dog poop, um, it seems to happen monthly when you're a kid. Yeah, yeah. I stepped in dog poop barefoot once. I was at, I was at a red light with my mom, and I decided to hop out of the car and run. <laughs> <laughs> I 
like as a joke. <laughs> and I just ran uh, across some grass and just stepped right in some uh, fresh dog poop. I feel like you're blowing a lot of your potential stories for the the game part of this show. Uh, well, I'm blowing the true stories, not the not the lies. Uh, did your mother let you get back into the car afterwards? She did. She just pulled around the corner. She wasn't too surprised that I'd done this. Not because I did it often. It was just like, it was just me being me. Uh, so she just pulled around the corner and picked me up there. Uh, and I think I must have wiped. Oh, and I guess I was in the car barefoot too, for some reason. Uh, and then, which sounds like a lie, but it's true. Uh, and then I think I just wiped my foot on the, the curb or something, you know, it's easier to get your, to get poop off a of barefoot than it is, uh, a shoe with tread in it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that a young John's foot, the sole of your foot was, was very smooth at that point. Still is. It still is. Yeah. Wow. As if you didn't know. <clears throat> Um, how about, how about your feet, Russell? Are they smooth? Um, I think they're pretty average for a, a nearly 40-year-old man. Is there anyone near you right now you could ask to get their opinion? No, I'm completely alone. Could you just stick your foot out the window and yell down to the street or something? My window looks into an interior section. There's no street. I think I think we should get into our stories, though. The final thing on my agenda before oh, we do sure. that... Yeah. Where is our new theme song? Uh, it is wherever things that have not yet been created exist. On John Adams's laptop. So here's the <laughs> tricky part. Here's the tricky part with the theme song. To hire someone to do this, they want a melody for the song. They want me to provide that melody. That means I need to sing it and send it to them. Oh, no. Big barrier right there, because I'm an awful singer. Uh, you're an awful human, you're an awful singer. All of the above. Well, remind me, is the new theme song, will it be the current happy royalty-free song with some custom lyrics over the top, or will it be an entirely new tune? That's a good question. I don't really know how that works. I think that we could get some new music. Right, because I had assumed that we would be using the current music, but just with some lyrics. We, we can do that, too. Yeah, we can do that, too. I mean, I feel like people are very attached to the current music. All 12 of the people who listen to our show? Uh, there's a little less than 12. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's see, you know, let's see. We, we can do it. We'll see how it turns out. If it's new music, then uh, if people, if there's like a backlash on the internet, right? Then we can use the old music. Yeah, we can check in with Reddit. Yeah. Okay, let's get into it. Okay. Let me find out what story I'm going to tell you. As I open up my Gmail draft. Um... I guess I can cross out this one about my name change. Uh, okay, here you go. When I was in high school, I made a teacher rip a clock out of the wall. So this clock was fastened to the wall? Yeah, you know, like a typical clock. I don't know how schools were where you grew up, but the uh, the clock is like, it's, in, it's inset into the wall above the door because they're all on some sort of larger system. I think. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I think that our clocks were all standalone clocks, but we had a buzzer system that was integrated. Right. I mean, I assume the integration was to stop the students from just stealing them or from changing them. Maybe to keep them all synchronized? I don't really know. A lot of hijinks could ensue from the students moving the clock forward. Lesson over. So the 
the teacher just ripped it from the wall? Yeah, I had put, uh, not without provocation, uh, I had put a note <clears throat> on the inside of the glass uh, and it said, do the right thing. And his phrase, like his like cool guy phrase that he'd say to kids all the time was do the right thing. Like, like the uh, Spike Lee movie. Was he cool? Um, was he cool? Uh, I mean, there are some cool guys that have phrases and there are some uncool guys that have cool guy phrases. Yeah, I would say that he was not cool, but he wasn't painfully uncool. Uncool, like he could play guitar. Uh, he did that in class once. He sang a Beatles song. Is there, is there a Beatles song called Allison? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the Beatles. Who made a song called Allison? Allison. Um, I have no idea. Okay. Well, he sang some some song called Allison. So he was like, he was younger. He played guitar. Um, but he wasn't one of those teachers that like everybody liked and had great things to say about. Uh, but he wasn't, you know, super stuffy and old and boring. And, you know, he was sort of middle ground, but he thought that he was a little bit cooler than maybe he was. And so he had a a glass, like a a cup, a water vessel on his desk. Uh, no, no, the, the the glass face of the clock. Oh, the glass face of the clock. Yes, it was. It was inside. It was inside the clock. And uh -huh. you, could, you couldn't uh, just tear the, the paper off. You had to actually remove the face of the clock. Right. So the clock back was affixed to the wall and inset in some way that was difficult to remove. But you could take off the glass. Correct. But I think I think what happened is in his frustration of not being able to figure out how to remove the glass face. He just opted to tear the entire thing out of the wall. Mm -hmm. And how did you get up there? Just with a chair. And how did he get up there? Uh, <clears throat> presumably with a chair. I didn't witness this happen. I had a friend uh, who was in, in his class for the first period in the morning. Um, so she, she said that when she uh, came into class at the beginning of the day, the uh, clock was just completely gone. There was just a hole with wires hanging out. <laughs> oh, so uh, this teacher may not have done it. He may have caught on the help of a janitor or someone. No, he later admitted to uh, to having done it. Um, he later admitted to it in front of the school board when he was <laughs> pulled in front of them for damaging school property. When I was called to an office to discuss it, it was with the understanding that he had, I, th I think they had said that I had vandalized the clock which wasn't true because it was just a piece of paper with tape. Uh, I don't think that qualifies as vandalism. Um, I argued that he, I argued that he had vandalized it because he tore it out of the wall. Um, <laughs> but I don't think we ever came, came eye to eye on that. Yeah. Like you make it sound like you were both were treated as equals under suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a very fair school. Why did you do it? Like both, like why did you provoke this particular teacher and why the notes underneath the clock face? Oh, uh, I mean, I think, you know, I provoked him because I was a teenage boy. And, uh, and boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. As you know. We know that. Yeah, as Trump has proven, boys will be boys. Uh, that's just how they are. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, I was a teenage boy. He had irked me in some way. Uh, I didn't really get along with him. And, uh, it was a, to me, it was a fun way to antagonize him that was pretty harmless. Uh, I had gotten several of my friends, uh, kids that he didn't know, like they weren't students of his 
when when they were passing him in the hall, I got them to say, do the right thing to him. Uh, when you were throwing his own catchphrase back in his face, then did he he stop saying it? Or did he double down on his catchphrase? Uh, I don't know if he stopped saying it entirely. He certainly didn't say it say it to me. He never gave me, when I would say it, he knew I was being sarcastic. He never gave me like a good, friendly look about it. He probably stopped saying it out loud, but he just mumbled it very sadly under his breath, <laughs> alone in the <laughs> staff room. Probably and just to himself at night when he got home, he'd say it, you know. Uh, he'd just write it over and over again in his notebook. So sad. I really feel for this teacher. You should. And had you been planning out like the clock thing for a while or did you just, you just decided on that in the moment and did it? Yeah, it was just one of those things. Uh, I knew, I knew what class he was in, what room he had. And I assume like the magic of this prank is that uh, it could be mistaken that the note was stuck on the outside of the glass. Yeah, I picture him, I picture him seeing it. He was a little bit of a shorter guy, not super short, but he wasn't, you know, very tall. Uh, and I picture him seeing it and thinking that he could just get up there and rip it off and then sort of pawing at it the way like an animal paws at like a window, uh, trying to get in. His nails running down the glass. Exactly. The other kids laughing, mocking him. If there were kids there when it happened, yeah. Um, and then he just got so angry, he just grabbed the entire clock and then maybe he like hung from the clock with his feet off the chair and <laughs> the whole thing just came out. I don't know what happened exactly. And how did the school authorities figure out that it was you? I didn't really deny it. Right, but how did they come to you? Like they just asked in general who did it? No, I think he knew. I think he knew it was me. Right, so he accused you. I mean, it wasn't like your school friends ratted you out. Correct, yeah. I, I wasn't friends with rats. <laughs> <laughs> Although they were friends with you. Sadly. Um, I know that you're a prankster. True. The original prankster. And I know that you have pranked your school before. Um, but I think that you're playing on the fact that I know that about you and you <laughs> have invented this prank. So I'm going to say that it's a lie. You are wrong. God damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's a true story. Why were you such a bully, John? I was a huge bully. Uh, I think it, I think it's because I was so popular in school. Were you bullied as well? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Not 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 in like any really super extreme ways. Like you know, the, the kids who really get tormented like year in and year out. Um, but I had my moments for sure. Those who are hurt, hurt. That's true. Um, this was a teacher. I did a few other things to this teacher. Um, I put an ad in the newspaper. Uh, with his home phone number, uh, oh, for a bunch God. of bunch of <laughs> bunch of Playboy magazines for sale, <laughs> um, and I know that people called him because he called me on the phone. He called my mom. He knew my mom because she worked at the high school, and uh, he called her one day on a weekend. And she came she came up to my room with the phone in her hand and a look on her face, and she's like, "It's it's I I don't want to say his name, but she said it's it's so and so." And she had a look on his face, on her face, and I took the phone, and <clears throat> he complained that his daughter had answered the phone when someone called about them. Uh, so I feel a little bad about that, honestly. But was there any kind of like mutual appreciation that uh, that he was being pranked, but he kind of enjoyed the smarts of it, or were you just like literally tormenting this guy? That would be nice. No, I think that would have made him like a cool teacher uh, if he sort of appreciated that. Well, I mean, on some level. 
Anika would argue that he had no responsibility to find it amusing. <laughs> oh, I agree with you totally. Yeah, no, there's nothing. Yeah, he shouldn't have. But if he did, if he had that kind of personality, then that would have, I mean, I wouldn't print him in the first place. Um, how do you feel about all this stuff now? I mean, I think, I think the things I did were harmless. And I think it's okay. I don't think it was the best use of my time. Uh, you don't feel bad for the distress that you put this guy under? Um, I mean, I do think, like, looking back, that he was, yeah, that he probably took it um, harder than you thought at the time. Yeah, I think I wouldn't say that he deserved it, because that's certainly not the case. I think I couldn't really have anticipated. I was, you know, as a teenage boy, these things are just straight up funny to you. Mm -hmm. um, so, no, like, having him... The the idea of having him go to school and like having to worry about kids saying do the right thing to you like certainly in retrospect I feel a little bad about that, um, but there's I mean there are things like one day I walked by his class and I walked in while he was there, and I reached into a paper bag and I took out an apple and I put it on his desk and I walked out, and uh, a student told me that he just took the apple and <laughs> threw it in the garbage right away, uh, so that I mean I did things like that that were I feel harmless and not like that i don't think he should i should feel bad about that instance specifically but in general yeah i didn't need to really put this guy through any of this it's a hard conflict when you're a kid and you feel like anything you do against an adult is like punching up and like fair but then you get older and you become an adult and uh you realize that it might be sad yeah and then yeah he he reminds me a little bit of uh, you know the movie Election. Uh yeah, I've seen it, but I don't remember the details. Matthew Broderick's character in that he's a teacher. At the end of the movie, uh, at the end of the movie, the character is just sort of a sad character. And that's kind of how I feel about this guy. Uh, now his life went in a sort of different direction, and uh, I don't know his life. He might be super happy. I don't know, but to me, it just seems a little bit, a little bit sad. How do you feel sad for him? Yeah. If you could reach out and make amends, would you? I think I think if I could reach him in like an email sort of form, uh, yeah, I'd probably write an apology email and say, you know, I was just a kid and I'm sorry for these things. Uh, I have actually looked him up and there's no real clear way to contact him. Well, um, it sounds like you tried. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I don't feel like it was such a horrible thing that I need to like, go back and like track him down in person and give him a hug. Um, I think he probably doesn't really remember it. Yeah. I'm sure that most teachers get a lot of shit. Yeah. Well, thank you for being so honest, John. You're welcome. Russell. <clears throat> uh, now is your opportunity to uh, be honest or to lie to me. Mm -hmm. um, I think I will lie. Okay. I think the story is going to be a lie, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, here is my statement. Okay. I once hastened the end of a relationship by slapping my partner's sister's boyfriend across the face in public. Who whose face? Your who? The sister of my girlfriend. Well, her the boyfriend of my girlfriend's sister. Okay, got it. So your your boyfriend-in-law? In a non-legal sense, yes. <laughs> um. Okay. So <clears throat> we're all parties there. Your, your girlfriend, her sister, and him? Obviously, he was. Uh, yeah, me, him, and them, yes. Yeah, there were four of us present. And did you slap him for a reason, or you just, uh, out of nowhere, decided to slap him? 
It was for a reason, yes. Okay, did did he say the wrong thing to you? He 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 did say the wrong thing to me, yeah. Because I know how you can get when someone uh, says the wrong thing to you. I've seen you get, get pretty violent. You have? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a lie. Oh. So what did he say to you? Was it a, was it about you specifically, or did he uh, was it in support of some political party you didn't appreciate? It was uh, about my mother. Oh, uh, did he express an affection for your mother, like a sexual sexual affection? Um, it was sexual, but it was not about him. Oh, was it about about uh, your mom and somebody else? Uh huh. Yes. Who was the other person? Was it you? Uh, no, it wasn't me. It was, um, a man friend that my mom had at the time. Uh, when you say man friend, what does that mean? Like a gardener? <laughs> um, I guess they were dating or were companions. So they were, they were probably involved physically in some capacity. Yes. So he just pointed this fact out to you. Well, <clears throat> he... Um, it was on a New Year's Eve at dinner in a restaurant. Okay. In his town where he lived with my girlfriend's sister. What specifically did he say? I think I think everyone needs to hear that. Uh, he said... <laughs> was this... Had you guys been talking about... Beforehand? <laughs> or was he like, could you pass the salt? And by the way... Yeah, no, there had been no mention of of this before. But there had been some build-up to this situation. Like sexual tension, you mean? <laughs> no, there was uh there was no sexual tension. There was but there was tension, which I felt like he had been making the entire time. Right. Do you feel like he was just waiting for a chance to say this? Like to like when he's getting ready for dinner that night, he's straightening his tie, <laughs> looking in the mirror and thinking, I can't wait to tell Russell. There was some tension, uh, some tension between him and me for years. Okay. He had a chip on his shoulder about his his class, I guess. Uh huh. And he was from Liverpool, which oh, well, they are better people. <laughs> they are better people. He had like a cheeky, antagonistic personality, and was always trying to get one up on me and did he did he have the more attractive of the two sisters on his arm did you really have a thing for for your uh girlfriend's sister because that could be enough <laughs> that could be enough that you feel like twisting the knife you know oh right no um i don't think it was anything about that and they were both older than us by like three or four years right yeah so they should have been the more mature couple they should have been that day uh, well, we had traveled up there to stay with them for New Year's Eve. I think it was the first and last time that we went to stay with them. Sure. And all day, my girlfriend and her sister had been hanging out together. And then I was with uh, the boyfriend. And he was just, was I trying to like show me his cool life all day? Right. He was an estate agent, a realtor. And he had a company car, like a basic flashy car. And he was driving me around town with like, like the roof down, um, and music playing and doing like wheel spins and trying to be cool. What are, are wheel spins? Are those donuts or are those where you uh, have the car? Uh, I don't know what it's called. Which is the back wheel spin before you take off? Right. 
Yes, that. Yeah, we weren't doing donuts. We were just like at the lights, he would make the wheels spin, like as if it was like cool to other people watching. Um, and I was pretty, I'm um, like a shy and quiet person, and just the, it was very embarrassing to me. And did you feel, did you feel like a little bit cooler just to be seen with him? No, I felt mortified <laughs> that I was stuck. Right. And then later on that day, then we had gone out for dinner on New Year's Eve at this restaurant that had been booked. And I guess he was getting like a little drunk. Can't really remember if he was drinking or not. We began the meal with him, uh, with him being mean um, about my girlfriend's and her sister's parents. Like just saying like dumb stuff about them. Like they never <laughs> It had not got into such graphic terms at that point, but just okay. being mean about them. And like neither my girlfriend nor her sister was saying anything to him, like trying to make him stop. Right. And it was just getting more and more awkward. And then, yeah. And then like eventually he switched his attention to me and then made those comments. Had you been drinking? Yeah. I'm sure I'd had some drinks, but it was early. I wasn't drunk. Okay. Well, I feel like this story is false because it's hard for me to imagine you hitting somebody. That's the main reason. I actually think that this is based on fact, but <clears throat> but it's not all true. Do you think the entire thing is just made up? Well, it seems anytime that you have a story that involves you having a girlfriend, I immediately think that it's false. <laughs> um, especially because so many of your stories seem to revolve around girlfriends. Picturing you hitting someone, regardless of how much of a dickhead they are, uh, is just hard for me to imagine happening especially across a dinner table because you have to really reach for that you'd have to like really yeah and you can't really you can't really hit someone if they're next to you that's like that's awkward <laughs> that's a really awkward <laughs> slap in the face if they're next to you plus plus you're too close for re retaliation uh you're really thinking about uh, uh the positioning of everybody at the table i am i am uh so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with uh that this is a lie i don't think that you could reach across a table uh and slap somebody i don't think you do that you are incorrect. It is true. Oh, my goodness. Did you slap him with your hand or with like a turkey leg? <laughs> um, I slapped him with my hand. Wow. And he was sat next to me. He, <laughs> so he was, you slapped him with, he was to your left, you used your right hand? Uh, yeah. And it was actually more than that. Uh, um, I slapped him with my right hand and then I threw um, an entire drink over him. And then I walked out. Wow. Was the drink water, soda? I think I think it was a beer, like a pint of beer, maybe. Wow, I didn't guess. I should have guessed beer first. Uh, and so you, you mentioned at the beginning of the story that this had hastened uh, the end of your relationship. Yeah, the fallout from that was, yeah, it was confusing. So I did that, and then I got up and I walked outside, and then I stood outside like around the corner for a while. And did you start walking through a, uh, a snowstorm and get lost? And then the police had to come and save me. <laughs> no, I mean, it was like a dark and cold night. Um, it was probably raining up in northern England. But um, I was just around the corner. I think I was crying. I was like very shaken. Yeah. No one came out. Like I was expecting that, that my girlfriend would come out and either be um, like angry with me or like comfort me or a mixture of both. Right. Um, but yeah, but they must have just all left and got in a car and gone back to their house. And um, they just left me there. Or they just stayed inside eating dinner. 
Yeah. No, I don't think they finished him. Uh, they left. Was this before or after midnight? It was before midnight. Like we had just got there. Okay. It was like 10 p.m. or something. A late dinner. Okay. I um, mean, this was in like the, the days before smartphones. Um, I was probably 23 or something. And I didn't. This is an awful story. It's awful. I mean, it's, it's well told. It's sad. Yeah. Um, it's traumatic for me. Yeah. It's, it's pretty sad. Yeah. And then, yeah, like I didn't know where to go. So, um, but I knew their address and I took a taxi to their house. And then I went inside and. They were there partying. <laughs> yeah, they were like, finally. 10, 9, 8. <laughs> it's out on New Year's Eve. <clears throat> um, no, I walked inside and then the boyfriend came downstairs and then just slapped me much harder across my face. Oh, goodness. The story just got even worse. But then, weirdly. You poured a beer on yourself? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he like slapped me across my face. But then we went into uh, their living room and then we sat down and then weirdly um, he apologized for what he had said um, and said that he was being a jerk. Did he also apologize for just hitting you in the face a minute earlier? No, um, he said that he had to slap me back so that we were even. Well, that's true. Which was some mantra thing, but I guess that's true. Yeah, um, and then like we kind of made up and we're like talking about things. But then his girlfriend's, um, his girlfriend, my girlfriend's sister was then like furious at him for hitting me back. Yeah. Um, and this entire time, my girlfriend was just, was quiet and just wouldn't talk to me. So uh, is this, is it still not yet midnight? What, what happened at midnight? That's what I want to hear about. I'm not sure. Um, I guess we just, yeah, <laughs> uh, we just missed it maybe. And then mm -hmm. was this the last time that you really saw your girlfriend? No, uh, we, uh, we lived together at that point. Oh, okay. That's awkward. Yeah. Um, but then the next day we traveled back to where we lived and we still weren't talking. And then eventually we did talk about it and it just seemed like uh, that she was mostly annoyed that the special evening had been ruined. Sure. And it hastened the end of the relationship in the sense that we had been like growing apart anyway for like the last six months. Uh, we had been together for like five years, I guess. Oh, wow. And I mean, this was just, it was like an indicator of the lack of caring about each other's actions, I guess. Yeah. Like we got over that situation and we parted on good terms. And now you're married to somebody else. And then as life works, you, yeah, you tend to not end up marrying the person that you broke up with. Usually. So things worked out for you. It was good that that relationship ended because... Yeah, because it was not right. But yeah, yeah. Um, I still... Do you, do, you think, do you think if he had been sitting across the table that you still would have slapped him? I have no idea. I really cannot like remember what had happened. Like I was in shock. Yeah. Like it was also driven by the fact that like the Christmas period is generally um, a sad time for me with the death of my, my dad and stuff. And yeah. yeah, like the very last time that I had seen my mom was like five days earlier. And like the last thing we had done together before I took the train up to my girlfriend's parents' town was like go and visit my dad's grave. Uh, so like I literally like had that image in my mind when he made those comments. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, but yeah, it's um, feels very confusing because I've never done anything like that. And um, and while he uh, he was a jerk and was being a jerk, um, it feels like a shameful act. Uh, I don't think, I don't think that you should feel any shame about that. I think though, that even though I was wrong about this being a lie, 
I should win on a technicality because it is the only time you've hit anyone and it's so unlike you that I think I should win. I am prepared to give you two-thirds of a point. Okay. I'll take what I can get. Uh, not really. <clears throat> um, it was also, it was, it was a slap. It wasn't that hard. He hit me a lot harder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Because I'm just picturing your weak, spindly arms and his big, muscular real estate agent arms. He was, uh, yeah. Uh, he was working that real estate for a long time. Uh, he was bigger and older than me. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, well, I'm sorry that happened. That's a really uh, shitty story. Well, um, at least I won the points. <laughs> That's what matters most. Feels good. <laughs> Wait, no, you got the uh, you got the story, my story wrong this time. Wait, I did. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're a revisionist. Oh, it's a draw. It's a tie. The first one that we've had. Uh, I'll take your word for it. You're keeping track of nothing. Correct. You have no memory of any previous episodes. The stories, the conversations, <laughs> the scores. I don't even remember who you are at this point. I can't remember. I can actually remember, only remember the last five minutes of our conversation. My name is Rossi. Please be warm and affectionate towards me. Oh, I like that name. It sounds so warm and affectionate. You must be a warm and affectionate guy. <laughs> Love
<laughs> Hello, John. I was, uh, I was, I was, waiting to, <laughs> I was waiting to see who hung up first, but I guess now, yeah, we'll just record another episode. Um, how have you been? <laughs> I'm still sick. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Uh, okay. Bye.